like do training courses for people about this stuff. And then they're like shocked. They're like, oh, so it's not just these people that we work with who are like traumatized. It's like pretty much everyone in the whole world has been through some sort of trauma. We used to go out and just like deliberately do throw ups over stencils and wheat paste and stuff just because we're like, what the fuck is this shit? We, we're going we're going into outer space. If we've got to go into another dimension, we're before you know it, we're talking about watching videos online of cats doing pull-ups on Instagram. Welcome to episode 36 of Toy Division. This episode is a Q&A slash random episodes with a former guest who kindly said he would spend some time with me chatting shit about graffiti. Please subscribe, give us a five-star review, share with your mates, visit the Instagram toydivision underscore podcast and there's going to be some Toy Division t-shirts coming out soon to raise money for further episodes. Anyway, enough of my gibberish. Please enjoy. So who, who would you then choose to be out of MSK, out of all of them? Oh. I'll start off with geez. a bastard question. <laughs> oh, no, that, that's a big list, man. Like, where, where do you even start with that? I mean, fuck. I don't know. Just just a good all-rounder. Just as long as you're humble. That's the main thing, isn't it? Like, yeah. I just want to be happy at the end of the day. Like, style, no style, squiggly lines, dots, arrows. I mean, the, I suppose the best work you can do is, is just when you find that happiness inside yourself. But if you were going to ask me, oh, I don't know. Bus is a pretty humble dude. I look up to him a lot. Yeah. Um, I think MSK is so, again, if people are just thinking, what the fuck are these two loons talking about? We're talking about the UK graph scene <laughs> from LA, but has people from around the world in it. MSK, I believe, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, Mad Society Kings. Yeah, that's it, man. And that's a crew that involves big name writers like Revoke, Sabre, uh, GK, I think there's some British people in there as well. I know Royd is in there. I'm not sure if Arrow is still MSK. I don't know. And then you've also got Askew from New Zealand, I think, Askew. Yeah, New Zealand, yep. I, I don't think Arrow's in it anymore. I actually found him on Insta the other day. So, yeah, with, with MSK, I only really heard about them through that movie Infamy. I mean, a lot of people would have watched that movie. Um, and then, yeah, my, my, my mind was blown to say the least about that movie but um yeah just a good worldwide it's a good one so infamy i-n-f-a-m-y produced created by someone called roger gastman the one and only man yeah i was i was actually watching the the banksy movie with my wife last night um and and then the bit came on with roger and because when i first watched that movie I, i obviously had no idea who um Roger Gassman was, but now, you know, he's he's done some crazy stuff for the graffiti scene. Even just hearing him being interviewed on another podcast, what he was doing as a teenager, producing caps and stuff, like, yeah, it's definitely, uh, he definitely knows what he's doing and doing great things. So he's in the Banksy film? Yeah, yeah. He, 
I don't know if you remember it or if you've. I switched it, it off. I switched it oh. off. I, it, it got to the LA bit and it was a bit about the elephant and everyone's like fucking circle jerking street art. And I just went, ah, oh, fuck okay. this bullshit. And my fiance just went, I can't believe you lasted. That's not a good term. I can't believe you lasted that long. That's not the first time. She's like, she's like I can't believe you watched the Banksy film for that long, just to clarify. Yep. Um, well, there's. This, did you see the French guy in the movie? Oh, you would have seen the French guy. Oui. Anyway. Oui. Yes. Um, basically, long story short, uh, he's a loon who's been filming these street artists and Banksy kind of tells him to sod off in one way or another and go do his own thing. So he takes it upon himself to copy everyone's art ideas um, and make his own show in LA. Um and he asks for help from Shepard Ferry, you know, the guy from Obey, um, and Banksy as well. And, and they send in Roger Gassman to help him organise his show. And, yeah, it's like, I know it's a swanky street art sort of thing, but it's still I still sit through and watch it. I mean, it's got, you can always take some good things from anything you watch or do or read. So, you know. And, I remember watching it when that, that movie came out at the time because yeah. I'm in Melbourne and street art was just as big here as it was in like the UK back then and in LA with Shepard Ferry and stuff. And I'm just like, what the fuck is this street art shit? Like stencils. And we used to go out and just like deliberately do throw-ups over stencils and wheat paste and stuff just because we're like, what the fuck is this shit? Mind you, we were only young, like, teenagers early 20s then but just just not understanding that i guess more or less it's just like another medium of ex- self-expression but then yeah. you meet some of these people obviously and that's a that's a different story altogether <laughs> <laughs> yeah so let's, let's take a step back so if someone's thinking oh this roger gastman guy what he's got something to do with fucking banksy oh i'm not into street art no 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 let's just clarify Roger Gastman, I have to say, out of all the people doing graffiti media stuff, now and in the last few years, he has been putting out some of the best products. Um, I, I think there's a, a documentary film, Wall Writers, which I've actually got on my computer and I've shown it to so many people. That was a book as well. That was all, all about the early years of um, graffiti tagging in New York. Great, absolutely great Um collection of stuff also america is it freight american freight train i can't remember the fucking title of it i was talking to someone else about it yesterday and that's a really really intricate good quality thick book we're talking like looks like a fucking phone book for the the older (laughs) people out there the young people are like oh a phone what a phone book yeah before you had the internet you had to look through a fucking giant thick book but anyway the layout is they've done the same layout as subway art and it's just like it's i don't know how many pages it is but it's just tons and tons and tons and tons of freight train stuff from the us and loads of amazing stories from the people that have created that freight train scene what else is roger uh infamy like you mess meant um like you mentioned earlier yeah what else has he done I think I think back then when Infamy came out too, like um, that, that's similar time when Jizo was out too. So the combination of like Jizo and Infamy and then 
getting like a copy of Star Wars 2 is it just like, yeah, it was crazy at the time, especially to see like Saber's massive roller piece and in the LA River and yeah. <laughs> Yeah, mate. I just anyway I went a bit off topic there, but no. This is this is what we're talking about, mate. This is why we've arranged this. This isn't. <laughs> this isn't. We we're going. We're going into outer space. If we've got to go into another dimension, we're before you know it, we're talking about watching videos online of cats doing pull-ups on Instagram. You know, that's just the way. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I have that. I get stuck in Instagram, and I'm like, okay, yeah, panel, panel, and then before I cut, before I know it, I'm like. Why am I looking at pictures of female bodybuilders? And why? And, I, this, and then people, someone said to me the other day, they were like, "Yeah, but that's your subconscious coming through. Maybe you're really into really fucking hench chicks, and you just don't want to admit it." And I'm like, "Stop reading my brain." Um, <laughs> maybe was that that was my internal monologue. So who knows? So yeah, the Roger Gasman stuff, amazing. Every anyone and everyone that's listening to this, check it out. And also, Infamy's just on YouTube. Just check it. It's got Claw, uh, Saber. Uh, is it NM? NM, 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 NM. You yep, know, the yep. fuck when he's doing that thing on the wall and he's like, oh yeah, this is the bit with the wickeds. And then he's showing you like the Philly, um, Philadelphia style tagging and does yep. that huge tag. And he goes, you know, a, a bit, of, bit of weed in the mouth and does like a little tiny character on the fucking tag yep. of like a joint hanging out. And I remember watching that and just being like, what the fuck is this? Like huge fucking tags with flares. I've always wanted to be able to do that style. I can't for shit. But I rewatched it recently and he's wearing a Ralph Lauren. I think he's wearing a Ralph Lauren teddy bear jumper whilst using fat caps to do tags. And all I instantly thought was, oh God, he's going to get paint on his jumper. NMNMNMNMNM. <laughs> and who else is on there? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm due to watch it. Uh, lest we forget Joe Connolly, the buff man. I mean, oh, yeah. Uh, I remember watching it and, and, and thinking, oh, this guy's an absolute boob. But then I'm just like, it's his job. So, like, if graffiti writers didn't do their thing, he wouldn't have a job. But then, I don't know, it's it's kind of like a yin and yang thing, I guess, with buffers. I mean, uh, the freeze up spots. And I think I've told you about this before, like when, when the buff happened here, there was a lot of people who just threw their arms up and kind of gave up and... I just saw it as like a blank canvas opportunity. It's an interesting one, isn't it? You know, there was a lot of people. I was rereading the Rockin' It Suckers book yesterday because I interviewed someone for one of the podcasts that will already be out when this one comes out. And we were just geeked out about books, just like oh, talking about books, <laughs> just being like, oh, just frothing at the fucking mouth. Like, <laughs> so I, re- I reread the Rockin' It Suckers and they, they were talking about how you know, the real buff on the trains in New York City and they started really putting, at the time it was like, oh God, that's it. Subway graffiti's dead. Getting into the yards now, there's like a fence without a giant hole in it. It's done, it's it's over. But Risk Crew, so Sento, Ghost, Ket, Fuzz, they brought Fuzz. Fuzz, the old school Fuzz was like, yeah, I'll just start right with these guys. J.A. Uh, Bruz or Bruz, B-R-U-Z. Uh, who else yep. is there? Just like this team of like the the top of the crop. Oh, and Vifa as well. And they were like, they just went in. They were like, they literally said we went to war with the MTA. So the Mass Transit Authority, I think it is in New York. And they were just painting so many trains 
that they couldn't do the thing of we're just going to take out of service. They're just like, we painted so much, they had to run some of it. <laughs> well, that, that's a good philosophy to go by. <laughs> and that's, that's fucking committed. Yeah. Well, it worked for them, so. Wow. And again, like this whole thing, like you're saying, people go, ah, oh, it's done. It's over. My, my trackside piece won't last 19 years. <laughs> well, I, I think that's just like, I've referred to it as a fixed mindset. I mean, I'm probably going to go a little bit deep here and there with these kind of things, but like, go for it. Um, th this year, I would like to say I'm on a massive growth mindset. Um, thanks to my family and my wife, especially um, people like you and then the Graffiti Machine podcast to listen to a lot of them. And just, uh, I suppose there's a lot of triggers for that happening, but I, I won't dive into that. But basically, a lot of people who are negative like that are in what's a fixed mindset. So basically, like when you wake up and you say, fuck this shit, fuck my job, blah, 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 blah. Uh, you know, now I wake up and, and I just think, you know, today's going to be a beautiful day. I haven't even looked outside. It's going to be a beautiful day. Today's going to be a masterpiece of mine. You know, what am I going to do? Because the past is the past. It cannot be changed. The future hasn't happened yet. So all you have is right now. And what are you going to do with that moment? What are you going to do with that day? Uh, what are you going to say? You know, your words can be weapons or your words can create beautiful art and pave the way for your life. Um, so like you said, uh, you know, they put a fence around it and everything's dead. That That's a fixed mindset. And I believe if to be a part of a growth mindset, you would say something like, uh, you know, a positive can come from any situation. Um, so they they put a fence around the yard um, and maybe they've increased security. I know they had dogs in New York as well. And that weird that, idea that, they had with the dogs in between the two fences. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that I, just, just the thought of that alone, that would have stopped a lot of people. But like, I suppose you could take a step back from that and say, and a positive might've been, all right, maybe it's time to reassess the situation um, do I still want to be doing this or do, should I approach it differently or, you know, just taking that breath back, like kind of like a meditation sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and, and being mindful because in, and saying that with mindsets, uh, going from like a fixed to a growth mindset, it's not something that you can just do and just be like, okay, this is going to be my life now. I constantly have to remind myself a lot because you, you know, you go, you get up and you go to work, you do your, your life thing. Um, but you always have to set yourself reality checks to get you back into that zone. Um, you know, you, you just might have a shitty day at work or, you know, get stuck in the rain while you're working and then you just kind of got to bring yourself back and, do, do you know what I mean? Like, you... oh mate, I'm I'm not. You can't see me because we haven't got the video on. But I'm nodding. I'm like doing a hip hop head nod. I'm just like, yes, yes. And I'm also letting you speak because <laughs> I've got a habit of like diving in on conversations. No, no, it's good. If you want to add anything, absolutely. Oh um, mate, I, you, 
I think you've, you're getting oh. to know me pretty well. I've always got fucking 10 million hours of stuff to add, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, just like with, with myself, um, because a lot of my friends have, have dropped off the radar too, um, just because I suppose they're in a fixed mindset and now they might see me with so much positivity, you might be a bit uncomfortable by that. And also I've just been like throwing out some ideas of where I want to take kind of like my graffiti and, and, and art and sort of plans that I've just been throwing around and but love all those can you still hear me so yeah it just went really weird Wait. then can you hear me sorry yeah yeah my mum was trying to call me sorry <laughs> well, it was it was so much it just went silent and I was gonna make the joke I think your positivity is just fucking overloaded the internet the internet's like no <laughs> no and then it kind of you know when it like then comes back and then it just goes and says it said it. I could understand it, but it just said it really quickly. Let's keep that in. I like this like rawness. So I guess all this stuff, and it, you know what? When you said like putting a fence around it, do you want know dived into my mind? Almost like that's an allegory. So I think an allegory means like depicting a something, but using another example, or it's like an fuck. I don't know the terminology, but when you said like a fence, I instantly thought. But then that fixed mindset is almost like creating a fence around your own soul. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I'm going to secure this, this norm and I'm going to keep anything out. I'm going to keep anything coming in. I'm going to stick with this and I'm going to fucking enforce the, the, the layers of security to stop the others, the other people getting into my, my zone. And a lot of that comes from our upbringing, you know, the fit, having to be defensive, having to learn how to survive, um, you know, the way that we're parented as children. There's, it's complex, it's hours and hours and hours of training courses for people about this stuff. And then they're like shocked. They're like, oh, so it's not just these people that we work with who are like traumatized. It's like pretty much everyone in the whole world has been through some sort of trauma. I'm like, yeah. And they go, yeah. They go, oh, and then I have to say to people, if anyone wants to talk after this training course, don't just, if you, if you get overwhelmed, I don't like the term trigger anymore. I find it's kind of chucked around. I understand that it's like, but it's often used as, oh, just deal with your triggers. What is your trigger? And it's like, it's way more complicated than just someone told you to fuck off. There's all the other stuff behind that. Yeah. But you know what happens every time, every time I run that sort of training course or whatever, there's always someone that comes up to me at the end and I'll say to him, look, don't just leave because that's actually quite like you get overwhelmed and you feel like you need to run away. But actually having someone to sit with you, talk to you, validate you and be um, empathic rather than uh, fuck sympathetic. So sympathy, sympathy, I said it on a different episode. It's like, oh, at least you're alive. At least you're not starving to death. At least you haven't been brutally attacked with a knife. Like that's sympathy. If someone goes, I'm having a hard time, they go, oh, you're lucky you've got a fucking job. Empathy S is... Sympathy is not, not a great tool, I think. I mean, not not to cut you off, but like everyone has got their own path they're going through. And, you know, like it, it's like when you're driving in traffic and someone cuts you off and they give you the bird or something or 
and then you get really angry and you get shitty for the whole day or an hour, whatever it may be. Um, you know, you don't know what that guy's going through. Maybe, maybe his wife's having a baby or maybe he's on his way to the hospital to visit someone or maybe, or his maybe he's off are... his tits on meth or yeah, that <laughs> could be too. anything. Like, like, what does it matter if he sets you back a couple of seconds of your day because he yeah. cut you off? Like, he's probably yeah. turning off with the next exit and you're blocking him from turning. Like, uh, you know, that's sympathy is not a great tool. I mean, and, and I was talking with my wife just before I called you, like, everyone's got their own triggers and everyone experiences mental health like yeah. whether you want to or not and there's a lot of people i know who who will just refuse to acknowledge or admit that like no i'm not know, doing not, it i'm not i'm not having mental health issues i'm just not doing it i don't want them so i'm gonna control them <laughs> well that that in itself is the is an issue you know what i mean like you you can't hide from these things and and like you said we we were taught shitty tools from our, our parents and grandparents. And, you know, you got to think when they grew up, even our grandparents, how different it was. Like you didn't have the internet and all these fucked up media corporations pumping shit down our throats. And, and, um, I've, yeah, I was just, I was reading this book the other day, the subtle art of not giving Give a, fuck. a fuck. And it was so good. Yeah. There, there's, there was a really good quote in there. I, I'm going to butcher the shit out of it if I Go say it. it but I, it, love butch- I love butchered quotes. I think I do it on every fucking episode of this podcast. Um, actually, I'll try and bring it up. I've got it somewhere. One second. That's all right. I worked out that that program, that program in the UK is called Countdown because it's it's counting down here. I saw it. I, I don't really watch TV here. TV is just fucking, especially normal TV is just fucking aids for the fucking soul. And um, they here they call it letters and numbers. <laughs> that's the name of the oh, fucking okay. show. And I'm like, that. I was thinking that's a really rubbish. I think it's letters and not numbers and letters or whatever. Because it's like you either do equations or you choose letters off a board. They like. I don't know if you've ever seen this show. They put like letters up. And then you have to like make a word out of it whilst the thing is counting down. And that <laughs> anyway, side no, side I'll, note. Yeah, look, I don't I don't really watch a lot of TV, bar a few movies here or there. I just it's absolute garbage, especially with that this shit. COVID shit happening. I mean, yeah. I just we were watching it daily to see our premier daniel andrews talk about what's happening next what's the next step and i just got to a point where i unfollowed all the news on social media and i stopped watching tv and i instantly felt better like i didn't have this well it was an anxious feeling but i didn't feel like i had this weight on my chest every morning i woke up and being like fuck am i gonna die today kind of thing yeah but anyway you know long story short tv just if you can't give it up just try to limit yourself people (laughs) but anyway here's the quote go for it technology has solved old economic problems by giving us new psychological problems the internet has not just open sourced information it has also open sourced insecurity self-doubt and shame 
Deep breath, long out breath. Engage the parasympathetic <laughs> nervous system, a long out breath. Right, I'm cured. Um, <laughs> but you know, these that I've, I've listened to the audio book of that, it's so good. There's, is it Notes on a Nervous Planet? That's the other one that I've read recently. I'm gonna, yep. I'm gonna send you that, or when I actually see yeah, it, I'll just give yeah. you the copy. It's, it's an, so it's an English guy who wrote it. So it's probably even more fucking, because I think the subtle art of giving a, not the subtle art of giving a fuck or not giving a fuck or whatever, he, that he's, a, he's American. And I'm not saying just because you know, I say American, North American, sorry to everyone that's listening from South America. Um, the guy that wrote that is from the US, the subtle, art, subtle, uh, the subtle art of not giving a fuck, whereas the notes from a nervous planet is English. And I always joke. And you know, you Aussies, you Aussies, the Aussies take the piss out of us whinging poms. The amount <laughs> of neuroses growing up in somewhere like the UK where everything is like, over over the top thought through and like you dare not express your opinion and everything is about that, that bullshit that stiff upper lip and i think a lot of that seeps into australian culture as well because you know australia's become very multicultural now but yep. you know it was a very aggressive genocide inducing british colony <laughs> so a lot of that I... like, i've heard the term pull up your bootstraps yeah. Oh, well, it's funny you mentioned that. I, I have a colleague I work with and um, he's he's a bit older than me and he always tries to portray himself as very rough and rugged. Uh, you know, he can kind of deflect anything. But then once I got to know him, he was very like on edge all the time, very paranoid, almost like schizophrenic in a way. Lots of I could obviously tell lots of mental problems from the get go. Um, and, and I just said to him one day, I'm like, maybe your philosophy of, of nothing can bring you down is actually not working for you. Like, I'm not, not trying to be a prick if I'm coming across as a prick, but I, I try to help anyone I can, you know, if they want to have the light of day of it. Um, but like, you know, to me with tough, you know, mental toughness is, is more about anything than sort of physical ruggedness um you know basically what it comes down to are you going to build resilience from it or regret and you know for the past 20 years of my life i could honestly say that a lot of the situations i've been through have been regretful just because of my mindset and not being mindful and you know and like i said earlier it's something that you've got to reality check yourself on every day yeah. Um, and, you know, like just build resilience out of your lessons and try and take it's a positive that can come from anything. Um, I'm with you. I'm with I, you. I think it's that whole thing of like for me. And again, shout out to the Graffiti Machine podcast. Like that podcast yeah, for absolutely. me. Absolutely. That podcast for me. Just want to shout them out. And RIP Cub and shout out to Buzz. Yeah, RIP Cub. 
you know i think this what we're doing right now is we're basically just fucking completely stealing their format because <laughs> we're just like let's yeah, just let's but, just riff but you know what i found from that is a lot of the stuff i've heard on there and i thought i was pretty informed through work and stuff like that but a lot of the stuff about the stoicism you know the wabasabi stuff the the episode yeah. that i just listened to this morning on my regular morning walk about not saying everything shit <laughs> Like that paint <laughs> shit, this fucking piece of shit, that yeah. style shit, that yeah. shit, this is shit, everything's fucking shit, that paint's rubbish, this brand's rubbish, blah, 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 just slating everything. Because I I try and be really positive and I'm one of those Jekyll and Hyde sort of characters. I can be like the most empathic, I'm, I can be overly empathic way too much and I, you know, I'm so careful about what I say to people and what I do. I can be the most instantly dismissive person. I could be like, yeah, that's fucking shit. That person's a cunt. Fuck them. They're all dickheads. Fuck them. But you know what? I've come to realize through many years of therapy and learning about why that happens is anger and getting angry at people. That's a very common defense mechanism. And I'm not saying it's only guys that get it, only, you know, men, because women get it as well. But that anger and the outburst, oh yeah, fuck them, who the fuck do they fucking think they are? Fucking cunts, wankers, fuck them, I'll fuck that shit, bullshit to this, fuck them. Right, I'll fucking knock you out, whatever, fuck off. Basically, that's because you're fucking scared. You're fucking scared. And uh, people are going to yep. listen to this and they'll be like, that toy division guys are fucking, I don't know, he tried to do an Aussie accent then. Toy division guys are fucking pussy, mate. Easy fucking tell me I'm scared. But there's, you know, it's, it's never black and white simplistic equations it's like your nervous system says to you something's not right here and you've either learned to be very quiet and timid you know a lot of people might burst into tears but when you're a guy especially a guy you're taught from a young young age don't fucking cry what the fuck are you doing yep and it, realizing man. that these outbursts you know these people where we get angry at the people that we love and we regret it afterwards it's that that thing, why did I do that? Why did I cope with it like that? But you know what? There's never, it's never too late to rethink and connect with other people that want to be in a positive growth mindset. I mean, we didn't really even know each other that well until recently. And then suddenly we've connected on a lot of this stuff because it's like when you then find the someone else. Mindset. Yeah. When you find someone else on a similar sort of, I don't want to say vibe. I fucking hate that word. <laughs> I'm sorry, don't hate, Vibe, I dislike. Shindig, personality, whatever yeah. you want to call it, man. Like just that universal spirit, uh, I guess both being mindful. Um, I just wanted to add, like just add something for what you were saying. It, it takes a lot of courage to admit that you were wrong yeah. uh, rather than just get angry. So yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and like I said before, I was one of those people to constantly beat myself up on anything and everything that I did. And then I turned to smoking weed and got into the drugs. And, and one of the episodes of yours I listened to the other day, I, I didn't actually realize it until I heard you talking to one of your guests. I, I would go and have one beer at a pub, like be completely sober and be sipping on my first beer. And I'd be like, fuck, I need a bag, like, you know? And, just, and I'm going, I'm going yeah. out of the realness here. I had that yesterday. I literally yep. went, I literally went to, and I'm not going to cut this one out because I think I cut some of the other stuff 
on the other episodes out, I was like, fuck, I'm revealing too much about the toy division mystery. But I literally, <laughs> and this just shows you how hardwired parts of your brain can get. We went to see the photographer who's doing the photography for my wedding, which is happening this month. Really nice yeah. lady, get there. She had a beer. We, it was at, met her at a pub. I should have fucking seen the warning signs. I was on an empty stomach. I had a two E's old, lovely Aussie beard, two E's old. I had a schooner, bam, had the first one. My fiance, she had one as well. And I was like, fuck yeah. And I, I looked and then it, the, the pub's next to a train line as well. So there was trains running past and I was like, fuck yeah, <laughs> fucking yeah. Fucking the tangos, the fucking tangaras, yeah. And then I was just like, oh, I'm just gonna get one more beer, right? And she went, all oh, right, yeah, cool. Okay, talking to the photographer, went in there, literally put that second two is to my mouth. And I was like, I want a fucking bag. I want a bag. Right. <laughs> I'm fucking I'm fucking on this. Like message someone, yo, yo, get up a fucking. And I just, and I had to literally just hold myself back. And my fiance said, oh, should we stay for another beer after? And I just went, look, I need to leave now. Something has activated this thought pattern. Something has activated me wanting to do this. Woken the beast. The beast is like, oh, it's a long weekend. Get, uh, I won't say my name. Toy division Come bloke. Back. Come, boys, you've behaved last night. You didn't, you only had half a beer because you knew you had to do the <laughs> wedding stuff. Oh, now it's a long weekend. You've got a free night and you've got money in your account. Come on. Join yeah, get, me here. Yeah, get back. Go on, you'll have a great time. You won't sniff two lines and then be paranoid curtain twitching. Come on, son, let's do it. And, but the next, thing is. Next thing you know, you, you're shitting in an alley and. Dipping your finger in it to rip tags. <laughs> I, but the thing is, the big oh, yeah, difference is the big difference is the relationship I'm in. We're so open and honest. I said to her, "I'm fucking. I'm on edge here. I'm. I'm like. I'm struggling. I'm. I'm wanting a bag." And she was like, "Right, let's get home." It's almost like my fiance knows how to like tame that beast. To like, she's like, "Yep." Because I've I've had this many times before. I have those one or two beers, and I'm like, yeah, fucking yeah, oh yeah, right. straight away. The the big key for me is the big like down regulator money saving tactic is eat a huge meal. Oh yeah. So if I just if I'm like had a few beers and I'm like yeah, fucking fucking gets get some really shit quality coke, yeah. <laughs> um, I will just eat a huge meal and then my body's just like, oh no, you need to go to bed, just go to sleep. I'm like, okay, all right. So just did that, came home, ate something and it was gone. And, you know, I haven't given into that that inner drive for a long time or a fair, fair amount of time. But it's amazing, like you're saying, how that must be a common thing. I always just thought I was really fucking like fucked up and I literally had it where I had no self-control. Yep. I, oh yeah. Oh, I have a story of that. I went to the races one year and, um, I thought, Uh-oh. no, I'll just, I'll, I'll just drink this year. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty hot that day too. I got absolutely demolished. Oof, really Ended hot. up at some, some park in Windsor and, I was just yelling on the phone, people just trying to score, and I'm saying, like, "Oh, what am I doing?" I ended up finding the wits to throw myself in the cab after we went to some bar, and um, I was in the toilet, and I thought I was by myself. I was just using a flow pen on the walls in a suit, and my dick out of my pants, pissing all over the floor, 
yelling, abusing someone on the phone to bring me a gram or something. And then one of the bartenders is just like, look, mate, I th- he's like, I'm not going to get you thrown out, but I really think you should leave. And I'm like, I just looked at him and realised what was going on. I'm like, all right, I'm getting in the cab. Good times. Hey, I'll, I'll, I'll tell a similar story. So when I lived in the UK, I, it was... So we had a big thing. In the UK, Christmas actually feels like Christmas to me. It's cold, right? Here I get really confused. Yep. I'm like, fuck, this is wrong. <laughs> it's hot. Why is... I don't even want to eat a fucking roast on a really hot day. But anyway, <laughs> hasn't stopped me. And, um, you know, I've been out the night before and I'd got fucking hammered. And then I woke up and I was like, yeah, we had this annual thing at my mate's house in, when I lived in Bristol and we'd all get together and we'd have a roast and like it was just a really nice thing to do and I woke up and I was already fucking you know when you're not you're like I'm alright but you're still just basically fucking drunk so I literally got up went to the fridge popped open a Guinness and just downed half a can of Guinness and this is like 11am should have yeah exactly yeah I know you're like uh oh and then before you know I got on a bus got to my mate's house oh it was fucking steaming everyone else was like i guess it, there was so much alcohol still in my system from the last night that it just reignited that and i was super pissed and i before you know it i've my mate was like trying to wind me up and i just fucking bit the fucking bait and before you know it i've got my fucking dick out at the dinner table it's like a round table before we've, the food's <laughs> even been served and i'm like oh shit I'm flinging my flaccid dick at my mate like it's a weapon. And then I'm like burping really loud, like fucking yeah, fucking this, fucking that. Everyone else is pretty much still sober. And then one of the people whose house it was, I just I just burped right next to him. I just wolfed the fucking food down. And he was like, mate, can you not fucking do that? And it was one of those moments where I was like, who the fuck? And then I just was like, need to get out of here and just legged it. I can't remember any of this. I just went out the door, forgot my jacket. I had to come back, get my jacket. And then I just was ringing up my ex-girlfriend, shouting it down the phone. You fucking cunt. What you fucking bitch? Come pick me up, you fucking slag. Don't remember any of that. And then just woke up like fully clothed in the hallway of the house. And I just remember waking up that next morning and thinking, what a piece of shit. Oh, it's making me feel awful just thinking about it. But those are the things. So we've we've talked about a variety of subjects. We've gone off on some mega tangents. And yes, we have. I like it. I like it. So let's try and pull did, it back to graffiti a little bit. Yeah, do you want to? I was going to say, do you want to want to try and throw in some examples of graffiti, maybe about mindset or or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I know for for me, like I've spoken to you before a few weeks ago, just. I, I want to kind of move away from letters and, and get into more abstract and, and drawing things that I see. Um, I work with nature a lot, so I want to try and emulate what I see in my own depiction, I guess, but I still can't move away from letters. I mean, that's, you know, I think that's always going to be ingrained in people like us, especially after watching that Banksy movie. I mean, you know. It's uh, that's a different kettle of fish. It's a tough one. It's it's a really tough one to move away from letters. It's fucking hard. It, like I just remember, like you can go on Instagram now, um, and and someone will post a picture of theirs or someone else's, and 
everyone will start throwing in the thumbs up or the the fire emojis and i don't know that's cool like give them props online and stuff but if someone posts up something and says you know what do you guys think or how can i improve this maybe <laughs> maybe just give them the light of day to say i really like what you did here man or or where where do you want to take it and i'll advise you if that's what I think you're doing rather than just sending them a, a flame signal, you know, like <laughs> if you've been painting for as long as we have 10, 15 plus years, like, you know, that you've got your can control and that you've got some idea what you're doing. We really don't need flame emojis, but if, you, if we're asking for crit and critique, maybe just spend that extra minute and just being like, yeah, I really like what you did there or, you know, I don't think that flows with what you're trying to do. Yeah, I mean, that's doing something which isn't just standard graph. And I'm going to shout out the same person who I've shouted out a number of times. Someone by the name of Tom Gerrard. So Tom Gerrard yes. is a artist from Melbourne. I won't say much more. Just visit Tom underscore Gerrard and then underscore on Instagram. He, for me, he does. he's the person that does the Bench Talk podcast. Um, so that's at bench underscore talk on Instagram. Great podcast. But I, he inspired, and that's what I love, in people inspiring and him telling his story about he went from being a writer to wanting to do something other than just writing, uh, other than just letters. And he just really had to push himself out of his comfort zone. And he started doing a sketch every day of non-letters. And now, and now he's, I don't, know, I don't know how many said he's done. It's just like tons and tons and tons and tons of sketchbooks just filled with random drawings. That's cool, man. That That's, you know, that's the goal. And, and just touching on comfort zone too, like, and I remember being in, in high school and, and getting taught about comfort zone and, and I was a very complacent kid, you know, filled with my regretful mindset um never went out the comfort zone much and now uh, i do it a couple of times a week going out of my comfort zone in my sketchbook just trying new things and seeing if it works and i get some good days and some bad days like i'll pick up a pen and and, and i'll get the right connections there or i'll nail the arrows there or my letters and my 3ds really match up or i'm, I'm really achieving what I'm trying to do on paper and then I'll have other shit days and, you know, back in a, a couple of, you know, even just six to 12 months ago, I, if I was having a bad day, it would probably put me in a bad mood and I definitely wouldn't have sketched once I realized what was going on. But now I have a tendency more to push myself and, and just keep drawing. And, and you know what, if, if that's not working out for me, what I'm trying to do, just, just fuck around and try something different. I mean, really, really trying to push your own boundaries. I mean, you know, like graffiti, we've, we've all taken inspiration from something else that's come along the way. Even if you don't want to admit it, it's, it's probably ingrained in the subconscious, but just trying something different and really getting your brain fired up. And, you know, you, you'll be surprised at yourself. Yeah, and you, you, sorry to break it to people, you didn't probably make that style up. 
ain't your style <laughs> you've you've thieved it from somewhere now you can say there's people that create their own style yeah but that's the whole thing with anything no one is everything is just rehashing and creating and recreating from that you know the the history of music like if you look at music the, i think the rice are 10 foot from the uk i can't remember where i saw this but it did like a drawing thing where it showed you literally how different genres of music have influenced other genres of music things just don't come out of a vacuum like the inspiration for things comes from places and freeing ourselves from the style jail. I think someone else described it as that, as like this idea. I think, again, shout out to Graffiti Machine podcasting. They were talking about this, being stuck in this idea of this is what graffiti is. This is what it should look like. And if you don't adhere to these rules, then you're breaking the rules. But surely, yeah. surely the whole thing with graffiti is you can do whatever the fuck you want. Not this idea of this is what this is. Not just using the, using the terminology section from Subway Art as that is what graffiti is. That book's fucking old. It's amazing. It's a great book. And there needs to be some sort of idea of what's happening. But just getting stuck in these rigid like jail of like, if I go outside of this, I've been doing it where I've just been doing whole A4 sheets of paper, just scribbles. And I've actually produced some stuff, which I think I'm like, oh, it's pretty crap. But you show people and they're like, that's really fucking good. And you're like, yeah, but it's not a wild style burner. It's not an interconnected hip hop burner. So the other thing which we do have is, I put something on the Instagram before this conversation and I put out a thing on there. I've never done this before. Questions. So I've, people have actually replied. So this is this is live and direct. So I've, I think we've got four questions to ask. So maybe we could answer these together. So yeah. from, so this is Instagram, the chains that bind. That's a, that's a deep name for an Instagram <laughs> profile. Okay. How do you know what walls are legal? <laughs> how do i know what walls are legal oh geez I shall i just I shall here. i just shall i just dive in like yeah 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 you can't take the race. this isn't a question just for you these are questions for us to discuss as a team i guess from my perspective is you can't <laughs> it's really fucking hard to know because normally they're not and or they might have been and then suddenly someone's changed their mind and then yeah there's, there's a I was there the other day. I had a quick look. There's a big wall where I used to live, and and um, long story short, all a lot of Melbourne people, and and um, they had some heroes and American come down for a big event, and that wall's still there from I don't know six seven years ago. That used to be a pretty popular legal, and that someone had a permission slip for that thing. And now it's still there, but um, the dynamics of the area have changed, so. I think it's just a tolerated spot now, but um, yeah, I suppose it's a, that's the thing. If it's a tolerated spot, you go on a Sunday afternoon. I mean, I don't think you're going to have too much trouble, but yeah, if you, if you wanted to take the reins on that, absolutely go for it. I guess, I guess, and I've had, I'm sure we've both had it where we've been like, this place is so painted. There is no way on earth that this is not 
you're not allowed to paint here. No way on fucking earth. And then before you know it, you've got the fucking, the boys and girls in blue turning up, telling you to leave or they're taking your name or you're in fucking cuffs. I've had it before. I've been fucking put in cuffs and arrested for painting a spot, which was so hammered. There was tags from there on the really high up bits from like the fucking 90s. And this was the early 2000s. And the problem is I used to be one of those people where I'd be like, are you being fucking serious? Can you, can you see how much this is painted? I'd be like that logical way of thinking. And then I quickly learned the police don't give a fuck how logical you're being. They have this fixed idea in their mind. If you are painting here, this is graffiti. You shouldn't be doing this. You are going to be arrested or you're going to be fined or you're going to be told to fuck off. So I guess to answer the person's question, you never can tell. But I guess the other thing you want to say to yourself is if you're going to if you're going to be somewhere where you want when you're short, oh, am I going to get arrested for this? Have I heard other people have been arrested here? A lot of the time that actual arrest won't mean fuck all. You'll go to court and the, the judge will go, what the fuck is this charge? You know, there's there's a pretty well-known spot near where I live and there was a writer from somewhere else who was here. Police turned up, they went, when's your permission slip? And he went, don't have one. They went, all right. And he was arrested for it, went to court. The judge was like, this is bullshit. Who the fuck is, this is a, it's like a legal graffiti wall and you've arrested someone for painting it. So the other thing would be is if you're really worried about it and I'm not telling people what to do, just to check this, go and do a fucking track site instead. <laughs> Because at least you know, another guest on here has said, at least you know where you stand. At least if someone turns up, you're like, I need to get the fucking out. I need to get the fuck out of here rather than like, oh, I'm at a tolerated spot and I could get arrested for painting a spot which has such a high turnover. So I haven't really answered the question, but I guess to answer it is you can't, you never will know. Well, Dave. We could we could debate for hours about how the community <laughs> and, and the forces at B handle you know, I guess self expression of graffiti, but you know, that we can save that for another chat. Just do do your homework, have a crack. And don't and don't when then then police go up, go, fuck you, you fucking pigs, you fucking wankers. But yeah, I've oh. got myself out of some very, 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 very close calls. So that's actually the next the next question from someone on the Instagram by the name of Corsive. Uh, I love these sorts of ones. Any good stories or chases, close calls, etc. I'm sure we've all got both of them. So that's the segue I was going to say is that I'm not going to give a specific example so much, but I've been some pretty fucking dodgy situations. Okay, I'm going to give an example. Got pulled yeah, over, got pulled over, car full of guys, four people. We'd been out, it was two or three in the morning. We were driving back from somewhere. Pretty active. The three people in the car were way more active, very well known. And we get pulled over, police van, three in the morning, car full of paint, everyone's got cameras, everyone's got flicks. And they get me out, get me into the police car. They want to talk to me. My voice suddenly, oh, oh yes, oh. I didn't go super posh, but I was like, oh yes, okay, officer, very compliant. Not like, why are you fucking pulling me over, you fucking prick? Ugh. They got me into the car, sat in the car, 
and they just like let's look at your um, driving license. I was like, there you go. Gave my driver's. Oh, you're from blah blah blah. It's like, yeah. And they said, is that a military town? I was like, yeah. I'm not in the military, but my dad's former police. And they're like, oh, where does he train? Da, 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 da. Before you know it, like, well, look out. Make sure you're all right. And um, yeah, have a good evening. Put me back in the car, and we drove off. And my mates are in the car. Were like, because we were right next to some fields, and they were like, you. We were just going to do a runner. <laughs> I was like, well, cheers, lads. Thanks. But it's that thing, just being, <laughs> cheers, lads. See ya, bye. Fuck you. You can, you've got all the fucking paint and all the, all your flicks. We'll be gone with ours. See ya. Um, but I suppose it's just that thing of, I don't like the police. I think this is quite easily established. I don't fucking like the police. I don't like their attitude. I don't like their bullshit. I don't like being at a legal spot and they turn up and ID everybody. Fuck off, you fucking wankers. But you know what? The worst thing you can do is be fucking rude to a copper because then that's it. Ooh. We have a we have a good motto in our house, and that's treat people how you want to be treated. Um, I think I've spoken to you. I might have even been in an episode I listened to. Just you know, when you you meet your your graph idols, and, and you're just like, he's a fucking tool. Like, <laughs> why did I even bother? And but and going back to mindset, like you know, and and positivity like yeah he might be a knob but i'm still gonna enjoy his art because like when i was younger you know you'd meet someone like, he's a fucking wanker i don't even like anything of his anymore that's just just a bit of a fixed mindset but just showing a bit of respect to a cop i mean think of the shit i've met a copper before um and just the stories he tells me of what he has to deal with on a daily basis. Like, if you come and start sledging him because you know you're going to get in shit for doing graffiti, like, he's probably had a pretty shitty day so far, so he's probably going to probably make your life a living misery. Um, and I've, I've actually been in a situation myself. I was probably 18 at the time. I met a few blokes who were a bit younger than me. Just wanted to show them cool trackside, and um, we all had like racked plastic coats and stuff down our pants. And they've kind of pulled over just as we were meeting each other. We were about to rip tags in the wall, and um, they kind of stopped us. They were younger; they weren't much older than us, and and they're just like, "What are you doing?" And and we all kind of shit ourselves and just. No, just going for a walk, and so one of them, one of the boys, got frisked. So then they all fucking said, "All right, everyone, throw your shit on the floor." And we just kind of emptied our cans in the floor in front, and they're like, "Oh, well, we're in for a big night." And one of the boys was giving a bit of grief, and and you know the copper had his mag light out, shining it in his face, ready to belt him. And I kind of just said, you know, we're just just going down for a walk there, and just gonna go have a look and maybe do something small and colorful. Cause you know, I, I've always had this, um, I, I think everyone has that conception of they, they love the big pieces and the street art, but they hate the tagging shit. So of course, when you get stopped by someone or a copper, you're gonna say you're not tagging, you're fucking going to do a big burner or something. But um, anyway, um, we were just, kind of pulled our heads in with the coppers and they just kind of took our cans and, and left us to go about our business. Um, and because I was the only one 18 at the time, I could have gotten shit for that. 
and um just a bit of respect and they let us go so well the other thing is is that the thing is if you're going to get nicked if you're really going to get arrested then often there's nothing you can do about it and there is things you can do about not getting arrested i've just said the complete opposite of what I just said actually <laughs> basically just being polite not being a dickhead i was with a friend here in sydney and you know long story short we got um we got pulled by the undercovers they'd actually seen him doing something literally doing a huge fat cat tag on a very main road with me supposedly being a fucking lookout and I was trying to be, but it was an undercover car. Anyway, they just pulled up, let me go. And we were just polite. And they just went, well, we're not going to arrest you to him. We'll just give you a, a fine and you need to um, do it. You need to come back, blah, blah. And then he just got a center thing. Don't even go to court, get a $60 fine. Now, if you had the opposite of like, fuck you, you dogs, who the fuck do you think you are? Fuck you, I'm king of this fucking, basically doing the jizzo thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do fucking more, fuck you. Da, 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 da. And sometimes coppers are wankers and people are wankers. But I guess it's that whole thing of like, if there's anything you can do, and also then when you do get arrested, if you do, if they, if you think you're going to get arrested, shut the fuck up. Do not try and explain your way out of things. No comment. That is your best thing. You've got to give. You've got to confirm. You know where you are, and your name, and that what's being done in an interview. But you have a right to no comment because then police will start telling you this and that and your friends in the other room snitching you out and then you snitch your mate out and before you know it, you're a fucking grass and a snitch and that's a fucking life sentence. So anyway, that's gone really negative, but <laughs> I really like the, I really like the way that you've thought about that. Okay, so next question. Yo. I'm just bringing up this next question. Never done this before. Uh, okay. Same person, Corsive, K-O-R-S-I-V-E on Instagram. Using stickers for graph, yes or no, and why? Oh, it's a yes from me. Um, I fucking, I love sticker bombing. I mean, because there's not always a time I can, well, I'm a bit older now, so getting out to go for a bomb, especially when there's a curfew, it's, uh, you know, those times are a bit past me, but I, I love a good sticker sesh. Um, and I had a phase where I was getting thousands of stickers and um, and I would literally get a marker and, and be doing these tags on these stickers. And then I got a set of iron like strikers and, and I would add like drop shadows to them and borders. And I had a lot of props for the stickers I was putting up and they were, they were fucking, I put so many stickers up. I just, yeah. And the eggshell stickers, I love seeing when the good old Buffers had a crack at, a, at an eggshell sticker and he's just walked away in frustration, you could tell. Um, and, and like, you know, a lot of people just get their generic um, Comic Sans of Times New Roman font stickers with tags. They're cool. I love how people do like pieces or... You know, they, they throw their characters in and, and I've got a design background too. So I really appreciate the effort that people put into stickers. And, yeah. and you know, it is, a, it is a way of getting up. Like it shows where you've been and a sticker can last a lot longer than a tag. That's for sure. So yeah, that's a yes from me. What do you think? I agree. Yes. <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> Everything you've just said. Like I... Yep. The other thing I worked out a long time ago was, and oh God, I can't imagine how shit those stickers were. 
But I was like, well, if I'm going to do sketches, right, and I'm going to practice my tags, why don't I just do tags with permanent marker on stickers? If I'm going to yep. be practicing, so I made the hundreds and thousands of them. I, I, many years, many, many years ago, I ran a, I've been inspired by something called um, Enigma. So N-I-G-M-A, which is a monthly online graffiti magazine from the UK, which is it's just so massive in the UK. And I was like, right, yeah, I'm going to create my own graffiti website. Yeah. And I made stickers for it and we just went bombing with them and put them up everywhere. But for me, stickers have always been like, I really like it because you can just take a stack of stickers out and you just like, make me middle of the day, just like put a couple up. And what I really like is the fact that it's now become its own thing. So again, we were talking about the rigidity earlier. Stickers, nah, bullshit. Uh, roller pieces, nah, bull and then they, and then like Revs and Cost were doing those roller pieces. And yep. then you've got people now in Sydney, someone like Crims, who's gone to all the um, tolerated spots and these huge rollers. Or someone like Gong, who did a, a Gonger roller piece with always fiend. I'm pretty sure it's roller. And you're just like, you know, this idea that what's fixed. Now, even now, I would do wheat pastes. I've, I've been thinking about it. I'm like, why not? Why not? We'll see what happens. It's, it's funny, I don't mean to keep going back to it, but the, when I was watching the Banksy film, like, I remember Shepard Ferry came down to Melbourne for a stint, and, and like, some of the wheat paste there, and, and this is going back, oh, over 10 years, like, some of them are still there, they're faded and ripped to shit out, but like, some of the wheat pastes are there just because, you know, there's just normal society loves that fucking quirky street art stuff. Like, yeah. why wouldn't you do a tag or a, I actually, I can't remember who it was, but I saw an artist on Instagram do like a, a big vinyl sticker of a piece. Yeah. Then he got a mate of him to put it on a, a Paris Metro, um, like yes. a panel and then just watched it sail on down the tunnel. And I thought I, I sent it to a mate of mine and he's like, oh, that's fucking whack, a sticker panel. That's not how you do it. And I'm like, yeah, but well, that's actually like a pretty cool concept. Like, you, it's quick. It's, I guess you could call it a panel, like, or maybe not. It just, I suppose it's up for debate. But, but again, is that a, is that a fixed mindset? It's like that's not yeah. a panel. Who fucking says? Yeah. Well, Subway Art says it isn't. So, and, and that's the thing with graffiti. Um, you know, it's about getting up, it's getting your name up. And and I wanted to throw this in earlier, but I forgot. Like. And because when I was in school, I used to draw a lot of dicks on the wall. You know, <laughs> Shokara, male drawing a dick. What a surprise. And, um, and I remember reading something that like when, you know, when the English and Americans discovered the pyramids of Giza and stuff. Yeah. You know, and, and there's photographs from like the early 1900s of dicks being carved into the walls by the people who discovered these caves. That was graffiti back then too. There's another one in Pompeii after the volcano. They found, uh, well, I think they found a brothel and, and these people had like chiseled into the walls at the front of the brothel of like who they'd been going to and saying she's really good. And like, that, that's all graffiti. I mean, you know, might not have gotten trouble for it back then, but. Primitive it's a, it's Yelp, about, primitive yeah. Yelp review. Five yeah, stars. I mean, 
we, we've got the premise of what we need to do. Yeah. Um, just go out and do it. I mean, you're, you're always going to have ridicule from people from obviously fixed mindset, but um, yeah, just go and do your thing. If you want feedback, ask and for it. Is there anyone that you've seen recently, and this is not one of the questions, but I just thought I'd chuck this out there. Is there anyone you've seen that's doing something different and you're like, fuck, that's pretty clever. I like that. Um, there's been a lot. There's a lot of people doing different stuff. I can't can't really name. Well, I, I suppose I could. It's probably more along, along the lines of traditional graffiti, but not is um, Cabe from KOC in Sydney. He's, mm-hmm. I really like his stuff. He's, I find he's really pushing the boundaries of style. Um, and I find that when I talk about him to people, I know it's, it's like a love or hate relationship sort of thing. But if you really take a step back and look at what he's doing, like, yeah, I just find it really cool and different. And, you know, you're always going to have the people who stick to the core and, you know, do your letters and your 3D and stuff. And I don't know, I find the older I get, I just appreciate more different things. Um, Shout out to Cape. Yeah. Long time style master. And again, it's one of these things where people are like, that's not graph, this isn't graph. But I live in Sydney. I see Cape pieces. I've seen Cape paint. Mate, if, if I could paint like that and be as style innovative and paint as quickly as that i'd be fucking happy so shout out to cape koc because there's and i you know i've often taken flicks haven't i here and i just put it in the group chat (laughs) it's like oh shit yes so shout out to cape um the other thing which i've been really and i know this isn't new it's not new but using um people that use um like squeegee bottles on the floor with like uh buff in it and i've been noticing those loads and i've just I just love them. And also some two people from the UK, uh, Good Child and Panic. I think one of the episodes we talked about, you know, the floor marking paint, you know, it's you have to hold it upside down. And then they yep. just put a thing out on the Instagram of literally floor markings, just like using that and just doing loads <laughs> of Panic and Good Child tags around London, but then being really clever and doing like where the wall meets the ground. So it's obviously changing from vertical to horizontal. Is that right? vertical yeah yep. to horizontal from like going down to them being flat and they're almost like doing tags where it's like half of it's on the flat bit and then the other half is on the bot right on the bottom of the wall if that makes sense yep so Pro- I- props to them for bending the curve man like yeah uh, how think about when we started doing graffiti compared to how many people do it today and just to think like one or two people can do something different. Like they might've copied the idea. They might've come up with it uh, fresh, but you know, like that's what, that's what I love seeing, man. People really pushing that boundary and trying new shit. Yeah. And also panic has just put out a book of all of his. So people that don't know who panic is panic ATG against the grain. One of the most how can I put it? A great, great crew from London. RIP Asset, who is almost like the, the fucking, the commandant of that crew, like the, the instigator. So RIP Asset, you had also people like Panic, Snore, Rest, 
then it then upgraded to some people like Elmo. Uh, I'm, and sorry if anyone from ATG listens to this, is like, you've forgotten me, you bastard. But in London, in the probably late 90s, early 2000s, everything was very much, again, that fixed mindset, chrome and black pieces, all fucking skinny tags. And that's what I grew up loving. Like that for me was like, the top level shit like super aggressive london style crack and shine and dds and all those guys cosa fume teach zombie like style and influential through the fucking roof but then atg came out and they would they decided they were going to do roller background productions on the tracks in london and it's like you don't do fucking roller production backgrounds it gets buffed too quickly no one does that and then they were doing full color productions on the tracks. It was like, oh shit, oh fuck, you can do that. And the reason why I'm mentioning Panic specifically is he was the king of rooftops in London. Like he had, I remember walking down Oxford Street, it's a very, very busy street. And it was like, panic, 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 panic. And he's just collated most of those photos or a lot of those photos together and put it into a little book slash self-made magazine thing. And I've got it in the post coming from the UK. So I'll share that with you. I think when I do eventually come to Melbourne, I'll have like a giant suitcase. It'll just be full of fucking books. Yeah, my (laughs) wife's going to kill me when you come down. Like, oh, are you cheating on me? No, no. I just just found the exact opposite from me, but from the UK. (laughs) So the other thing is that this will be the last question. Let's tie this up. This has been great, though. I'm I'm really hoping that the people listening enjoy this. This is a different style. Um, if you guys want some more, just just send feedback to the Toy Division and let us know if you like these kind of shows. Or you get, well, I like this, but what you should do is this. Fuck off. This is this is our thing. <laughs> it sounds so aggressive. I bet there's so many people like unsubscribing when they hear this. They're like, that Toy Division. Because I think on one of the other episodes, I was like, look, if you're DMing me, telling me what questions to ask. No, not questions to ask. To what people who to interview and what I should do. One person was like, oh, I don't like your new questions. I'm like, all right, tough shit. Make your own fucking podcast. This is, I just want to put this out there to anyone. If you don't like this podcast, don't listen to it. And if you want to do something different, do that yourself. <laughs> oh, you're not going to because it's fucking hard work. Anyway, last question. Oh, the mini rants. The fucking powers get into my mind. That, yeah. that toy division guy seemed really safe. And now he's just become... Prop, props to... Props to you if you're still listening to this, though. Just two cunts rambling shit on a Sunday. <laughs> uh, okay, nah. so last one. Now, this is we've we've talked some gold, and we're only one hour and twelve minutes in. So let's let's wrap it up Beautiful. with this last one. So, yeah. Uh, oh, fuck. L four I S S three two F A one R from Instagram has put three questions into the thing. So I'm just going to choose one of them. It's actually said chase stories, personal rules or rituals of the writer, handy hints, techniques they learned. So let's just stick with the last one. Handy. Have you got any handy hints that you've learned? Choose one thing. What was, what was the most handy thing you learned or you've learned about painting? And I can go first Ooh. if you want, because that's a yeah, fucking... Yeah. Um, not fixating on the fact that you need to do an outline, fill it in, and then an outline with your outline color, a halo or a drop, what the fuck is the other one? A halo or a second outline or a key line, and then have clouds behind that. You don't need to get that right immediately. Treat the painting like it's 
a painting. Because I used to get so fixated. I did my initial outline with the color. And if it wasn't all super straight, if it wasn't all perfect, I'd be like, fuck this bullshit. What a waste of fucking time. Just get really stressed out and like cross it out, do a throw up over it. And I should just stress myself <laughs> out. And that's the yes. thing I would learn is, is just to learn that it's paint. I go, yeah, you might run out of paint. Yeah, I get that. And that's shit and you can fuck it up. But every time you fuck Wabi up. Sabi. There you go. So do you want to explain to people what <laughs> Sabi is? Uh, well, shout out to the graffiti machine again for this. But um, basically, uh, it's like the beauty of imperfection. So you could be doing a piece and you could be getting all sorts of drips or something. If you can just say, God forbid, outlining in Australian export, <laughs> which, yeah, I've been experimenting with here and there. And, and you know what? It, at the end of the day, it's just paint. You just got to learn how to use it. But it's putting me out of my comfort zone. But I'll get a lot of like drippy splatter marks and sometimes it doesn't dry properly and I could be doing more lines or something over it and then it will just mesh into one. But Wabi Sabi is basically taking beauty in the fact that it's imperfect and drippy and splattering. And, and, and once, once I heard that term, I actually really en enjoyed hearing that and, uh, just taking from that, like, um, there's, you know, you, you can see heaps of legal walls and and stuff, and it'd be super crisp and clean productions and and heaps of colours. It and you know, it's really cool. I enjoy seeing that, and I know it's a lot of time and effort to get stuff looking that good and clean. But um, I've always like I remember even going to buy like shit cans of paint and. I even get die marks and mix them in uh, because I just love like seeing those, you know, I've done heaps of pieces with just New York fat caps and, and, and seeing how that turns out because I love the thick lines and the overspray and little drips and stuff. So I guess I kind of appreciated the Wabi Sabi before I even knew what it was. Um, but then that's just my interpretation of, of the art that I produce and and what I like seeing. But I, you know, at the same time, it's good to remember to appreciate um, everything you see. I guess um, I may have gone a bit off topic, but no, no um, you, you you nailed it, and that was a really good definition. I guess the other thing that adds on top of that is that we use spray paint. Right, we use spray paint. Okay, yeah, we, some, we use markers, not for fucking pieces. That's 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 the toy years. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna do my out. I'm gonna do a fill. I did that once. I did. I'd seen people do outlines. I was like, how do they get it so crisp? And I tried to use spray paint to do an outline. And I was like, I just got a Posca marker. And I was just doing an outline with a fucking pen. And a, a bunch of other writers turned out and were just laughing. And I was like, oh, is the piece that bad? I was thinking. And I, and then in hindsight, I was like. No, because I was doing a fucking outline with a pen, um, <laughs> with a paint pen. It came out crisp, but it was just, that was it. I never, never did that again. But I guess the whole thing is we are using a medium which has its own beauty, like the overspray, the drips. You know, someone like Crink, you know, KR from Crink. 
I'd seen him do something. I don't know if you've ever seen this footage. He got asked to do a commission wall, literally just a fire extinguisher and did different colored fire extinguisher things till it dripped down the whole wall. And yeah. there was an interview with a couple of writers that painted in Bristol in the UK, um, Ponk, P-O-N-K, and Sick Boy, I'm pretty sure. Again, I might be bastardizing this, but it was in a book, um, Children of the Can, where I'm in it. There's a, there's a shot of me. There's a yard shot of me in there. And I didn't even know. And I opened the book and I was like, fuck, yeah, that's me. Anyway, um, <laughs> little self-fame. But they were talking about really emphasizing the norms and changing the norms, like doing a double thick outline, like doing a halo that was like, I'm, I'm just not quoting it right, but really almost emphasizing what graffiti medium, which is spray paint uses. So intentionally doing overspray, intentionally having the outline like away from the fill, like really trying to make it look super graffiti if that makes sense because if you get super fixated on everything being super clean and perfect it looks crisp it looks nice but it's like that almost looks like it's you know you see some pieces they're so crisp you're like did someone paint that or is that done in photoshop yeah i i agree with that like um i think it's like human nature to always want to be like obviously the best at, at your ability but like and i suppose this is from like a media driven kind of thing and, and marketing to always have the best of the best and the cleanest and you know buy this aftershave and you'll get tons of bitches and sniff this cocaine synthetic and you'll be amazing at life um, drink this alcohol and you'll have a great time. You ever seen the South yeah. Park where they where they show you how they, they take the piss out of the, how they advertise alcohol? Yeah. It's like, girls, drink, party. Girls, drink, party, drink, fucking girls, party, fucking drink, drink, fucking party, party. <laughs> drink responsibly. It's just so true where it's just like, <laughs> this is what, if you drink, I think there was a, there's an advert song at the moment here in Australia. So I was watching SBS online. And it's like drinking the Jack Daniels mixed with uh, Coke, as in Coca-Cola. And there's a lady yep. like sipping it by a nice like marina and there's no Crocs. It's probably somewhere there's no Crocs. And um, there's, um, she just has a phone, it rings, it says boss. And she just throws it into the water and she goes, I've always wanted to do that. And then it's like sips, sips the Jack Daniels. And I'm like, that's not how it's gonna go. You've just chucked first, you've just chucked your smartphone in the fucking lake. That's fucked. <laughs> Two, you're gonna have a brutal hangover. Three, you're probably gonna get fucking sacked. But it's that idea that's sold to us. It get really fucking drunk, and yeah, you have a great time. You'll be sitting there the next day, going, "Oh God, what did I do? Why did I do that? Why did I do that tag there?" I remember one night I did so many fucking tags in the most dodgy fucking place, and then the next day I was just terrified. I, I was like, "That was on camera. They know who I am." I was literally just like curled up in my room, just going, oh God, oh God, that's it. It's over. Stashing but everything think, behind the fucking drywall in the house, like pushing fucking USB sticks in the fucking, yeah. behind the toilet. We've all been there. Just, uh, you know, going back, regret or resilience. And I'm not saying live under a rock or in a bubble. Nah, nah. Go out and live life, but. Yeah. When you, uh, I, I suppose if we talk again, we can uh, 
just look back at some books we can read, I guess. Um, yeah. Because knowledge is power. And, and even if you just read a whole thing and get one thing from a book or listen to something and obtain yeah. one thing, you'll probably better yourself. And and we're not just talking shit because, you know, we're nerds or we think we're nerds or we're trying to change people and their mindsets. Oh, no, we, we are. We're, we're, we we're talking well we are but we're like, <laughs> now this, there's there's been some thought control anyone that's listening they think that the, fre- yeah. the music by phrenic in the background is nice chilled hip-hop it's actually five, had five g towers <laughs> if you play it backwards it's like consume more alcohol <laughs> beat oh. your family to death don't <laughs> listen to and then you're like oh that's that was weird it's like the least play you play the beatles backwards it tells you to like stab a child in the face I suppose what I was trying to summarize was this stuff has worked for us. Yeah. So, you know, if we could even just apply it to one aspect of your life, you could probably change for the better, presuming that you want to. But, you know, we, we apply this stuff to our graffiti too. So, well, yeah. you know, that's why we're talking today, isn't it? <laughs> um, so I guess the last thing I'll then say I don't always have the last word, but the last thing I'll say is, again, shout out to the graffiti machine. Like this, this idea that we we didn't we hadn't even planned this chat really. I was just like, uh, someone else is fucking cancelled. Do you want to have a chat? And before you know it, we're into this. And the graffiti machine has been such an example of such great insight and thinking. And shout out to Bus for keeping it going. Like I said to you before yeah. we started recording, like yeah. Cub, unfortunately, and the other host passed away, and that's you know I was gutted when I saw the photo on their yeah, Instagram. Same. I was just like, "What?" Nah, because Cub's mindset, Cub's the way that he thought, you know, and what's he say? They busted sampled it, and it's like stay up. He does that little bit at the end, and it's just like that guy sounded. You know, when you almost like you think, "God, that guy would be fucking sound to like." Uh, not to have a pint with because not everyone drinks but to sit down just chat with and it sounds like bus has been talking about the positive mindset and i think just passing that on to people through this so if bus listens to this because i have spoken to bus before via like the instagram like i like your podcast and stuff if he listens to this he's like you thieving bastards stop stealing our format but i don't think it is because it's all about just spreading positivity as much as possible yeah I I have to admit between listening to that podcast and yourself and also just other things in my life uh, and my family, um, I'm a completely different person to what I was, you know, even uh, late last year. Um, just, Just the power of positivity and turning things around and being mindful, you can just accomplish great things. Fuck, that's a good way to end. <laughs> I'll send you the bill in the post, mate. I've, I haven't yeah. told you. I've been charged every time we've talked. I've been charging you my normal therapy rate, and um, okay, after like, pay, please. There's a nine thousand dollar bill coming for you via <laughs> via email. Hey, you can pay twenty three forty seven a week <laughs> for the next nine thousand years, and you will actually pay. 50 fucking thousand times the price because we've just banged (laughs) loads of interest on it. So as we were saying earlier, if anyone listens to this, likes it, doesn't like it, you know what? Even if it's not positive feedback, send something back. Just like, because I guess we're going to do this again and I'm going to stick with the interviews. I'm also looking to do interviews with people in some different situations. 
So I was trying to talk to someone to for, to let me interview them when they're doing a panel. I don't know if that's going to happen because that's quite a distraction. <laughs> um, I want to get a tattoo done. And I was asking the tattoo guy who also writes. I, wanna, I wanted to be interviewed, but he said, I can't concentrate on your tattoo if I'm answering the questions. And it would also be me going, in the background but i listened to the joe rogan podcast and it was david cho i think his name is and he was talking about how he's i think he sounded quite mentally unwell when he was talking about well not he, when he was on the podcast but when he was talking about this period where he's probably quite unwell he was recording these podcasts and they were put online and he he, he recorded a podcast with a fucking a butt plug in his mouth for the whole two hours <laughs> And that was to that was to simulate sucking a dick for two hours doing a podcast, and I was just like, okay. And I was like, okay, I'm not going that extreme, but flipping it up, flipping up like what a podcast is. Like you might have heard some of the other episodes I've done, and I've like recorded people when they're actually painting, or like again taking it to the extreme of doing a panel. I mean, that's quite different. But trying to flip it up and like trying to get some real difference into it so everyone that's listening watch this space to my other host for today thanks so much and as always anytime man i'm just gonna stop recording pretty random episode so covering everything from who you'd be in msk roger gassman doing things that are not the same as everyone else and uh yeah a wide variety of other stuff please subscribe Give us a five-star review in iTunes. Just scroll down to the bottom of the episode list in iTunes, and that's where you can give a review, and a written review would be great. The more reviews, the more people end up finding it because it puts it to the top of some lists or something. And um, as always, share with your mates. And as I said at the beginning, there's going to be some Toy Division T-shirts, so keep an eye open and um, get yourself a cool Toy Division t-shirt to wear when you're painting so people look at you and think, oh, that fucking boring dickhead listens to the Toy Division podcast. Or maybe the host is a boring dickhead. Anyway, please have a good week. Stay well, physically, mentally, emotionally, socially, and check out the new episode of Toy Division, which will be out in a couple of days. Peace out, Toy Division. <laughs>